Thanks for engaging with the Open Life Talks today where we believe that true life and peace of mind comes through a growing relationship with Jesus. We want to let you know that we are in the midst of a series called Ready Enough and we understand that every next step with God is going to be involving some risk and some oftentimes we might say, you know, we're not ready to do that. Well, we believe that you are. You're always ready enough when you got the Holy Spirit and the power of God behind you. And so we hope that you are encouraged and challenged by today's talk in our series Ready Enough. Ready enough. We're jumping right in today because we have a lot to accomplish together. And uh, do you ever just feel like you've realized I will never be 100% ready? I mean, there is a lot that we do in life where we wish we felt 100% ready, but reality is we're not going to be. And the greatest things that we can step into take a level of uncertainty and faith. In fact, risk mandates we take a step of faith. And so the rewards of, of faith steps and risk make me just think through questions like, what do you feel unprepared for? What might happen if you turn your process around Instead of the old adage that says, ready, set, go, what if we could turn it opposite and say, go, set, ready? What would life be like if we took on a new mindset? Hebrews 11.8 shares a story about that mindset. It says, it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. Women in the room are like, well, yeah, <laughs> he does that all the time. Like, what are you talking about? This is normal. Like, I don't sit in the car and GPS before I drive. Why would I do such a, a very sensible task. I'm going to drive and then wonder why my GPS isn't working and then just kind of make up a way, right? Just let's make up a way together. Sometimes I'll rebel against the GPS like yesterday when we were driving up to Shoreline and it wanted to take us off the Michigan Street exit to avoid traffic on the freeway in Seattle. With a student driver, I don't think so, right? We're just going to go right on that slow freeway. But you Understand what I'm saying. Sometimes we do have this inclination to kind of wander, but Abraham didn't know the destination. He was leading an entire people group, his family. Yet he still took the first step of his faith journey. And it sets as an example, even, you know, at the beginning of the Bible is when that happened. Like when Hebrews is written, they're still looking back on Abraham's example of going out. What's the next move you need to take in your journey? And what would it look like if you just on faith took the first step? God will reveal the rest. You should have people around you to encourage you through the rest. The challenge for most of us is we want this long-term plan. We want to see, especially depending on your personality, you want all the steps of that plan strategically in line. It's got to make sense on the pro-con list. It's got to budgetarily make sense. It's got to work with your calendar. It's got to work with everyone else's calendar. It's got to be convenient for the extended family. You know, it's just all these things we take into consideration versus God has called this into me. And I think we're supposed to do this. Go. 
We'll get set here and ready in just a minute. God grants us just enough revelation and strength to start forward movement. What if we would pursue that unction that he gives us, right? There's moments in life when you need to change jobs. There's moments in life when you need to make a move. There's moments in life when you have to pursue that calling. There's, or maybe it's ending an unhealthy relationship. And you sometimes just have to take that first step for it all to make sense on the other side of the confusion. Seems like fall is one of those times there's a lot of next steps. Thus, the video that just showed and all that is happening, it could be easy to like hear one thing and miss all the others. But in reality, it's a season of new beginnings for, for a lot of us, especially those that are still on the school calendar, you know, that don't have an empty nest yet, and so everything is kind of revolving around what you're told, where you're told you have to be, and then maybe you have time for other stuff. So uh, I look at this and I go, you know, what are these next steps, this journey towards a deeper relationship with Jesus that we have an opportunity to take? And I just have to celebrate with the Egberts of taking that step to dedicate their child. That's a beautiful family moment, not just for them, but for all of us, right? We still try to do one family at a time when we could just pile up up here and do them all at once, but we're genuine and we're loving and we want to celebrate with, a, in particular, family's choice to move forward. I love that. That's a step of faith. Taking a step to go public with your faith in water baptism is what some of you have an opportunity to, to risk and take a step of to do today. It's like, man, and we'll talk more about this in a second, but just that reality of I've made a decision to follow Jesus and I, I want to live for him all the days of my life. If I've never been baptized in water, there's no reason I shouldn't today. We have the shirts, the towels, the shorts, the water, the people to dunk you. We're good. We'll get it on video, celebrate, send it to the relatives, you know. Joining a group is another one of those things, right? It's like, man, and, and, and now there's like eight of them back there. There's a ladies' morning group, which is new, and then a, a, a ladies' hangout, which I think is this week or something. And then you have, uh, you know, just uh, other groups starting the week of the 23rd. Go out there, look for those groups, some of them online, if you want to take people a meal in a time of need or you want to pray for people when they, the prayer requests come in. Wednesday nights, Thursday nights, but that's a step of faith for people. Man, I'm going to talk about my faith in a smaller group, right? Taking the gospel to unreached people in your neighborhood or even on a missions trip to the ends of the earth, whoa. In fact, that could be some of the biggest, we, we'd never want to go do something overseas that we haven't done across our street, right? So that invitation we have in our worship guide, even just handing that to a neighbor, sometimes could be the thing that's the risk for our faith journey. It's like, okay, this is my first step. This is where I go every Sunday morning. Love to have you join me. Let's do life together. See what our family's up to and what your family can do to really live a full life and have peace of mind. Our big idea today is the reality that God has a dream for you. God has a dream for you. He is for you. He is not against you. And he has a dream for you and your future and, and wants you to grasp it, right? There is a dream waiting for you, but all you have to do is go like Abraham. Take that step. When was the last time you dreamed about something beyond what is? 
like what you can equate or calculate or budget for or make sense, and you thought, I'm supposed to do this. This is bigger than me, right? That's an unnerving moment. But yet it's when you sense God did this. It's the stories you tell, right? When you get outside your comfort zone, when you start dreaming for your future, not knowing the steps, and you realize, I'm supposed to get here, and I don't know how. Maybe it's strengthening your relationship with Jesus in a way, or you're dreaming for your family, or you're dreaming for your community. Some of you are dreaming for open life. You have dreams for the future of your church and and the difference it's making in the community. We dream because we want to change what is wrong around us and bring it into alignment with God's plan, which is right. We dream of what can be, true life, peace of mind. For Jesus, this is why he spoke so many times of the kingdom of God, right? That we would literally be those who are living the kingdom of God on earth and bringing the kingdom of God to earth. That's why he prayed it, right? May your kingdom come. Like that kingdom of God comes to earth and people experience his love and servanthood and and grace and mercy through us. Like that's our, our opportunity. And when we bring our dream into alignment with his, incredible things happen. Does he have the strength to help me with my dream? The same power that raised Christ from the dead is at work in you. The Bible promises us. When we make a decision to follow Jesus, we have the same power at work within us that rose Jesus from the dead. This is an opportunity for us to take a step and go, I don't know all the plans, I don't know all the steps, I don't know how, I don't know all the hows, but I do know the why, and I know what he's speaking into my heart, and so I'm going to start to take steps believing in that power to guide me. Mark Batterson says, at the end of the day, we want to help you get a vision from God and go for it. I believe church is a two-way street. We invite you to be part of the dream that God has given us corporately as a church. But we also want to be part of the dream that God is giving you. So, you know what? We are going to dream big. We are going to think long. And we are going to pray hard. Isn't that beautiful? A couple thoughts for you today. The first thought is join a dream, gain a dream. Join a dream, gain a dream. When you come together with other dreamers into a room like this, you're you're making two becoming one dream-wise. You're like bringing dreams together. It's not coming in without a dream and then I'm going to, oh, I'm going to pick that one. It's literally like God is putting dreams in your spirit, and now we're joining our dreams together for this powerful intersection of God's love to impact a purpose. You become part of something bigger than yourself, and your dreams together are exponentially more powerful than they would have been if you pursued them on your own strength. Example, this week I was with a bunch of pastors, and I was sharing the open culture of open life and what we've discovered over the last nine years in doing church here in Bonnie Lake. There are 50 different ministry leaders that were in the room 
representing 17 different churches in 11 different states that we were there doing a training with the Church Multiplication Network, whom is one of our strategic partners. Today alone, or in the month of September, over 60 churches are starting across the United States through Church Multiplication Network, and today is actually the Church Multiplication Day. I don't know, everybody picks a day, today's the one, right? So they're celebrating all across America. And, and so we go and, and help train new churches in how to launch. And specifically, they always use me as the, like, community guy. Like, hey, you teach them how to be present with community. And, and did a bunch of question-answer panels. And, and it was amazing to hear the dreams people have in the different churches and concepts and the way people are bringing faith communities to cities across our nation. It's amazing. You're a part of that. Like, and I think sometimes we don't grasp how much bigger than us things become when dreams intersect. But if you've given within the last year or the life of Open Life ultimately, then you've supported Church Multiplication Network and you're a part of those 60 churches starting all over. And someday you're going to get to heaven, your crown's like punk, knocking you down and somebody's going to walk up to you. You don't know and they're going to say, I was in a dinner church in the Slavic dinner church in Atlanta, and I was impacted with the gospel. I made a decision to follow Jesus. I'm here in heaven because of you. You're going to go, how? I don't know you. No, but you gave. That, that money went to Church Multiplication Network, which gave a grant to support this church to start in Atlanta. And your pastor came and coached our pastor. And we're not going to be able to count the faces we're not going to be able to count the tribes and nations, it says in the Bible. Bigger than you. Join a dream, gain a dream. Your dream was generosity. All of a sudden, you gained this reality of global impact. We have a dream that every community would have a healthy church, like a church that's present and loving and impacting the very DNA of a community. That's, that's a passion. It's bigger than us. We have a dream to see people in our community grow in a relationship with Jesus and uh, the next community grow in a relationship with Jesus and the next community. We had a dream that as many people as possible would have access to Thanksgiving meals. If they needed a meal at Thanksgiving, they would get one. So we started small and it's grown into the big give in Bonnie Lake and Sumner, feeding every person who would have need in our community at Thanksgiving. We had a dream that we would be able to support Liberty Ridge Elementary in any way possible. And, and then that intersected with their principal's dream of having school supplies for their kids so they'd be fully resourced at the beginning of the year. And those dreams became the school supply give where we now supply 100% of the school supplies to a school. It's just beautiful what happens when our dreams intersect, but not just the church's dreams. See? Greg Watson had a dream. He had a dream that he could partner with his friend that was reaching those in Bangladesh who were dreaming of freeing girls from forced marriage and getting them through high school education to change the very foundation of Bangladesh, now leading thousands of children to a higher level of education and finally for them being able to have a dream and an identity 
See, that was Troy's dream who runs the organization, which became Greg's dream, which became Open Life's dream. Join a dream, gain a dream. Susan Chambers had a dream. She had a dream for her church to support those who are suffering from sexual exploitation and human trafficking. She expressed that dream, and, and it, so here's her dream, and all of a sudden we're like, oh, we have a relationship with some people who have been involved in that. This organization called Rescue Freedom does that. You should check them out, and all of a sudden these dreams intersect. Rescue Freedom's dream, Susan's dream, Open Life's dream becomes our dream. God puts a dream in your spirit to impact way more people than yourself. When you invite someone to gather at Open Life, they become a part of your dream and a lot of other dreams. In your group, they become a part of the dream of those within the group. You're inviting them into a dream. You're bringing true life and peace of mind into their world through a growing relationship with Jesus and each other. And things happen. Dreams are more powerful together, and the greatest dream of all is the dream of bringing people into this gospel story, the kingdom of God lived out on earth. True life. So join a dream, gain a dream. Second thought today that we need to be aware of is excuses kill dreams. And don't we all default to excuses easily? We, we're really good at it. Mark 8, 34 says that, then calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. Give up your, give up your own way. That's hard, isn't it? What excuses do you need to give up? What way do you need to give up in order to be a part of God's dream? What is that thing that you've just felt nudging you? You'll always have an excuse. You'll always. We'll always try to get to the dream without obedience to Jesus. But it leads to frustration, doesn't it? Because he just nags us and comes after us. Once, once he's touched our life, he just sticks around and pursues us, right? And we know it. We shouldn't try to get a dream alone. And we should just stop trying to get a dream alone and do it without others around us. And Stop limiting the potential of others because of our lack of clarity in the journey and needing to be ready. Some of you are like, oh shoot, that's me. There will always be a reason you can't. What if you push go on your dream focused on the reason you can? The reason, the problem with the word can't is the T, right? I heard a whole talk on that one time. You'll never have enough money to begin tithing. Trust me. You'll never has, have as much money as when you begin to tithe, though. It makes no sense. I get it. Giving 10% of your income to a church seems weird. You'll never have enough to start that practice, but then all of a sudden you'll never be able to imagine what 90% does when you're living under the covering of God's blessing on your finances. It's crazy. You will never have enough time to commit to a group for a season, but you will never have a more valuable experience in your week as when you're a part of a group. It's priorities. 
It will never be the right moment to invite your neighbors to church, but it will be the most fulfilling moment when your neighbors sit next to you at church. Jesus had made his way to the cross, right? He paid our penalties. He took our sin upon him, shed his blood for us. He died. He rose again three days later. And he went amongst his disciples and instructed them that they were to go to the ends of the earth. They were supposed to share this good news. And then he ascended into heaven and the disciples found themselves meeting together. The church exploded as they shared the message of Jesus and his resurrection. They were scattered because of persecution. And all of a sudden these moments happened. Being able to follow these Christians and them sharing their faith in the early church in the book of Acts. And I want to read a passage for you. To wrap this up today before we jump to water baptism. Acts 8.26 says, As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, Go south down to the desert road that runs Jerusalem to Gaza. He started out. And he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under the Kandake, the queen of Ethiopia. The eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship. And he was now returning, seated in the carriage. He was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk along beside the carriage. Philip ran. Talk about a sense of urgency, right? Over and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. Philip asked, do you understand what you're reading? The man replied, how can I unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come up into the carriage and sit with him. The passage of scripture he had been reading was like he was led to, like sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb is silent before the shearers. He did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants for his life was taken from the earth. And the eunuch asked Philip, tell me, was the prophet talking about himself or someone else? So beginning with that same scripture... So beginning with that very scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. As they rode along, they came to some water. The eunuch said, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? That eunuch was like, go, set, ready. Right? Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop. They went down into the water. Philip baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Meanwhile, Philip found himself farther north, the town of Azotus. Wow, that's a name right there. He preached the good news there and in every town along the way until he came to Caesarea. Philip didn't have instructions on what to say to that Ethiopian treasurer, but he was ready. <laughs> even though he wasn't ready. Philip didn't have anything to go on except walk along beside the man's carriage. He had no script. Philip, again, could have bowed out because he was just a follower of Jesus and not, a, not one of the original disciples. He was just, he just knew the word. But Philip knew Jesus, and he knew Jesus was able to share through him that he could be a sharer to someone who didn't know him. It was the Ethiopian that saw the water and thought he should take the next step beyond faith to get baptized. Philip may have been thinking, ready, set, go. Well, now that he knows Jesus, a little time, he wants to have his family around him. But no, the Ethiopian was like, water, baptism, 
Let's get this, right? Dreams are killed by excuses. And we're often going to find ourselves wanting to push the brakes on when God's wanting to fan it into flame. Today, our challenge, our action point for you is step into God's dream. Step into God's dream. And what is that for you? What's your next step to step into God's dream for you? Your next step might be baptism today. We've made it simple. But if you've checked that box, man, to follow Jesus and you're like, I want to go public with my faith. Baptism's like a wedding day. When you go under the water, you're identifying yourself with the death of Jesus Christ. When you come up out of the water, you're proclaiming his resurrection. And that moment is like, okay, I'm a follower of Jesus. I am saying that to the world. I am choosing to follow Jesus. Baptism's a beautiful thing. And if you want to celebrate in that when we pray. I'm going to dismiss you. We have supplies there. We'll go get ready quickly as the worship team does a song. And then all of us are going to come over to this side area and celebrate those who have already decided to get baptized or those of you that the Holy Spirit's nudging right now saying, yeah, it's time. No more excuses. Maybe your next step is to join a group and sign up back there at the table or online. Maybe your next step might be to say yes, to open yourself up to a global missions trip and get out of your comfort zone and see what the real world looks like, real need and suffering looks like so that your prayer life can go off the chart, your faith life can just zeal, take on zeal you've never imagined. Your next step might be inviting those that are closest to you into the relationship you're living with Jesus. Invite them to join you on this journey of faith. Can I pray for you today? God, I thank you for everyone here today. And I thank you that you're nudging us, that we're ready enough. No matter where we're at, somebody in here is ready enough to make a decision to follow Jesus today. They've been listening and they've been just kind of opening themselves up a little to your word. But now you're saying, no, it, it's, it's time. Today you're going to say yes to Jesus. You're going to choose to follow him. And the rest of your days are going to be different. God, if that's someone in this room, may they just invite you in. Say, Jesus, come in my life. I'll follow you the rest of my days. Lord, maybe some people who have in, made that invitation to you to come into their life have yet to get baptized. I pray right now in their spirit, you'll help them realize today's the day. We got the shorts, the shirts, the everything else's that they need to do it. God, I pray right now that you'll move on people's hearts if they need to come into community. Go from the edges to saying, okay, I'm going to start to get to know each other. I'm going to grow in a relationship with God and each other and join a group. Maybe they're supposed to go to the ends of the earth and experience a missions trip, but maybe you're calling someone in here to be a missionary and go to the ends of the earth to take the gospel to those who have yet to ever hear it. God, you have so many next steps for us to contemplate. May you give us that tenacity to go, set, ready. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand with me? Thanks once again for listening to today's talk in our series, Ready Enough. 
If you would like to uh, connect with us and engage with us, you can fill out a connect card by clicking the button below if you're listening online or watching online or using the Open Life Church app. Or you can always go to bit.ly slash olconnect to fill out a connect card there. And the staff and prayer team of Open Life would love to pray with any prayer requests that you have and you can fill that out on there as well. Well, we hope you have a great rest of your day and an incredible week. And then just want to remind you, we meet at Bonnie Lake High School each and every Sunday at 10 a.m. And so if you've never been to Open Life before, we'd love to see you on a Sunday morning. And so we hope you have a good one. Thanks again.